Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Assistant City Manager, Paula Dennison. Hi, Paula. How you doing, Sherry? I'm doing good. Good. We've been together quite a bit today. Yes, we have. I don't know why I'm amazed, but I'm amazed that we just responded to a 12-question questionnaire from another university. And we were exactly had the same answers, and we had not compared answers at all. That is true. Uh, I think it's just because we're like just really sharp women, but uh, other people may have other opinions (laughs) on on how we got there. But anyway, so who is our guest today, Paula? So from the fire department, we have Fire Marshal Steve Sylvester with us today. Okay. Steve will get to tell us about how long he's been in the job and Uh stuff from the fire department and... Talk to us a little bit about Freddie. All right. Uh, Well, let's start with some basic facts. Okay, good. So the fire marshal's office, they're responsible for permits and inspections. And this is so important, and I appreciate all that they do. And any new parent will. They do the car seat installations. Oh, I know that. Do you know the video we did for that? It's got like about 10 million views. It set the a world record, didn't it? It did. That's uh-huh. what we're, we're going with that. Whether or not it's true or not does not matter. Uh, we're going to state it as fact today. But like so, so many of the other city mm-hmm. departments that we've yeah. been talking to, they do more than just what the average citizen yeah. sees. Like last week we mm-hmm. had Assistant Chief Jordan on, and we were talking about all the different stuff that the police department right. does. They don't just track down robbers and fast car drivers like yeah. Sherry on the road. I'm, I'm the fire stealth. <laughs> yeah. I, I have never had a, dry, a speeding ticket. Never. No. I've had, my entire life, I have had one ticket for uh, rolling through a red light. I sort of stopped. <laughs> I thought it was enough. But I think I'm stealth. The fire department is exactly yes. the same way. Who mm-hmm. would have thought, when you mention fire department, do you think car seat installation? Of course. No, you yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Steve can talk about all the other stuff they do. They do the FireWise program, and they have a fire prevention division. And guess what? We just celebrated National Fire Week. There's a skit. You can go to our YouTube page and watch it. It's pretty cute. Uh-huh, it is. It's got Freddie in it. It does have okay. Freddie in it. Who's Freddie? Oh, we'll hear from Steve. Yeah, Steve, Steve's going to tell us all about it. Yeah. Well, welcome, Steve. Uh, I know you've listened to our podcast, and you're ready to go with the lightning round, where we ask you some random but revealing questions. Absolutely. Are you ready? Absolutely. He Thank is. You. you look enthusiastic. I'm ready to go. All right. Okay, great. So let's say you're independently wealthy and don't have to work, which would really be a shame, because we're glad you're here. What would you do with your time? And then... What would you do with your money? Ooh. A little twist there. Um, On that question, that is so easy for me to answer because I've been thinking about this every day for the last 28 years. What am I going to do when I retire? (laughs) So there's um, three things that I'm really looking forward to being able to do more of. And one is golf. I love to play golf. I just don't have the time now. 
um, also fishing and riding motorcycles. So those three things right there well, are going to be goes done all a, the money. a yeah. whole lot more. Uh-huh. And that is, <laughs> anytime you have a Harley, it's um, they say another thousand dollars. So there like would be the money. Child. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have an assortment of them. So really, yeah, if I had the money. Uh-huh. Yes. Awesome. If, and the time. And, and the, the time. money and the time. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for that. All right. So next one. What's your favorite tradition or holiday? Well, it's this time of year, right, that we're at right now. I love the fall um, around Halloween. Um, big college football fan. So this is a great time of year. Um, so I'd probably say Halloween. So what do you like about being a, uh, in the fire department? What's, what keeps you there? The group of guys, the guys and girls that I work with. Um, you it's like having another family. I mean, you spend a third of your life with them. Right. Um, so back when I was on shift work, um, back then we were working 24 on, 48 off. Now, of course, they do 48 on, 96 off. But you're there at the station. Um, you, you develop great friends. Mm-hmm. And what we've always said is we're getting paid to do what we would do for free anyway. That's really? help people. Yeah, can... So mm-hmm. if I went by and I saw a house fire, and I would want to help. And yeah. now I get paid to do that. So, so you have this very uh, civic-mindedness to you. Where did that come from? Um, I hate to cheat because I did listen to what um, Assistant Chief Jory Stanley oh, said. Yeah. But we both played um, high school sports. Yeah. We actually went to high school together in Perkins. Oh, really? And it's kind of the same thing. It's a team-oriented, um, enjoy helping people and right. um, helping people that can't help themselves. Awesome. So you're the fire marshal now. What does that mean? Well, in Stillwater, we've got a fire marshal and a deputy fire marshal. And our three main functions are um, code enforcement, pub ed, um, we, we educate everybody that we can. We try to hit all the college kids, um, young kids, um, elderly, um, everybody in this in our community, which is about 80,000 people right. that we're, we're trying to reach out to. Because you um, go past city limits. Yes. Your, your um, um, service response. area. Mm-hmm. Service area. Yes, yeah. I mean, from having a booth at the Payne County Fair to doing stuff on our um, social media, um, we try to reach as many people as we can. And we're hoping that when college kids come here, they learn something and they'll take it home with them also. Absolutely. Um, those two. And the other one is um, investigations. So we also do all of our um, arson investigations. And um, anytime we have an um, incident to where it was um, uh, unknown um, cause for the fire, then they call in the fire marshal or the deputy and we'll do a thorough investigation. One of the things about code enforcement um, that I want you to talk a little bit more about is, and coming out of the development world side of Stillwater, um, we know that some buildings have been built here that many of them have sprinklers and alarm systems. So many of them are old and they don't until somebody wants to rehab them and then there's that requirement coming in. So talk a little bit about the annual maintenance, all of that, ensuring not just the building and property, but that the lives are safe in Stillwater. Yeah. Um, our, our code inspection program is, is very important. Um, what we've got set up right now is we've got every commercial occupancy, and there's 1,248 of them in, in the city limits that we are responsible for. And of those inspections, um, we've divided them into high, medium, and low-risk occupancies. So all of our high-risk occupancies, like you touched on, will have a fire alarm or a sprinkler system. So those are being done every year. We want to make sure that they're being um, annually inspected. We want to make sure that we have a green tag on them. and 
that is about about six to eight hundred of those are high risk. Then the medium is every two years and the low risk is every three years. So we do company inspections. So we've got six different um, groups um, per shift. So um, a shift's on duty today. So they've got six different crews that go out and do inspections. We do inspections every Wednesday. Um, it's um, it's overseen by myself and the deputy fire marshal and we look at every inspection that comes through to us we look at that and then we'll um we'll either send the violation notice if there was a violation or we'll close it out and schedule it for the next um, time either the one two or three years out well let's jump into the car seat because i'm really interested in that so if i was a new parent and i went and bought me my car seat and I'm just not really sure that I got it in the car right. Do I just show up at a fi any of the fire stations, or how do I how do I go about doing that? We've got seven techs right now. Wow. And when you think of a tech, you think it's um is that a one day course or is that a two hour course or how is right. it? It's actually a two week course. Oh my! There is a lot more going into testing and checking them. See car seats so we've got seven techs and we try to we try to spread them out as much as we can so there's one always on duty um, you can stop by headquarters at any time from eight to five that's on main street on main street yes and you can come to 1506 which is a station or the admin building at 1510 um, we actually do have one of our techs is in the admin's office and it's the deputy fire marshal um, thomas tharp and these guys, it, they do a great job because if you look at it, the national average is 90% of car seats are installed improperly. Yeah, and I can believe that. when we have our car seat events and we have them come in, it's spot on. It's about 90% wow. of them are incorrect. Wow. And you, because when you're, because I've put my car seats in myself and you know, you, you're, you start pulling and tugging and they feel wobbly and you pull and you tug and you push and you and then uh, you put the kid in back and forth and you probably should have looked at it a little bit more and the kids mm -hmm. pulling and tugging and um, I'm quite sure that sometimes my children weren't as safe as they needed to be. There's so many changes in the laws too. I mean from the height and the weight of the child to rear facing and the size of the seat. Um, a lot of kids are outgrowing their seats and we've we partnered with um, Safe Kids Coalition out of um, St. Francis and Tulsa and once a year we were having, um, we were unable to do it this year, broke our heart, but um, next year we're hoping to be able to do it again but we'll give seats out to people that need them if they've got the wrong size or if a car seat's ever been in an accident, it's it's void at that time. It's time to get a new one. Um, or over 10 years old. That's what the manufacturer states. You know, you think everyone knows it, but I'm going to bet that there are so many parents that did not realize, or some maybe some second-time or third-time parents, that this is not something that, that's been part of their life. Or even grandparents who oh, may yeah. have grandchildren. That is that a thought point. over there, Paula? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know people, Sherry. <laughs> I'm asking for others. It's not me either. Not me either. I am. I'm. I'm old enough to be the grandparents of my children, but I am not a grandparent. So, okay. Well, that is awesome. I really like hearing about that, and I love the photographs and the the. The, whenever the people are like, oh, I finally got my seat in, and it's so good, and they post yeah. it on social media, really good stuff. Now, recently, it was National Fire Prevention Week. What is that, and uh, 
Uh, how, what all do you guys do? Because it's a busy week for you. Yes, ma'am. It started um, back in actually 1871 when they had the Great Fire of Chicago. Oh, and, um, I did not realize that was that old. Yeah. yeah. So what, what happened at this time is there was so many lives lost and so much property damage that they realized that we've got to come up with some codes. So they started um, writing codes at that time, and they also um, started having every week, um, I think, that they waited until 1930, I believe, before they actually started the fire prevention week, but it did come from that, that fire. So it started then, and it was over Miss Leary's cow, is right. the rumor, kicking the lantern over, which they said later could have been from kids smoking. But Those dang kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of controversy there. But So they came up with this back then, and we've... Um, I think we've done a good job of reaching the um, elementary schools with it. Um, we've went to H Elementary School, um, done our skits. This year was a little different. We did the video that you saw, and we put the video out and to try to do them. Um, and it was um, kitchen fires is what the subject was. Yeah, the children, because I've been to the public schools during the uh, events, and the children really like the skits. They like the firemen coming in. They like to see Sparky. And um, and now there's a new partner. I know. Mm -hmm. Freddie? Freddie. Freddie. Tell uh -huh. us about Freddie. We're very proud of Freddie. We purchased him at the first of the year. We had no idea that the pandemic would be hitting. And right. So we were really wanting to bring him to the county or the city commissioner's meeting. Um, we really wanted to get him out in the schools. And so he's been kind of just laying in wake for this. But we did get a great video with yeah, him. Yeah, so, so tell us what Freddie is. Okay. Freddie the fire truck. Right. Freddie is a remote controlled fire truck that we purchased. It has a sound modifier, so um, he gets to speak. Um, it's it's wireless, so our um, fire uh, firefighters can stand back when they speak mm -hmm. for him. Um, he does blink his eyes. He's remote controlled, and he does even squirt water. So oh he can ask you a fire prevention question. If you get it wrong, he could spray you with water. So you did not show. Or us he that. could demonstrate <laughs> how to put out a fire. Ah. That's <laughs> so whenever Freddie talks, that's really just a, a a fireman off to the side, and it looks like the. Um, the fire truck is thinking on its own. A little bit of artificial intelligence going on there. So, but I think for kids would be... That'd be fantastic yeah. for elementary they, school and <laughs> even the middle school. Mm -hmm. That age group would like it too. They'd be fascinated with probably all the technology and how you're doing that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the controller, it's um, it's like a foot by a foot. I mean, it's massive. Yeah. And then you're wearing a headset with the modifier, and it's, it's really neat. When we went to purchase this, it was almost like purchasing a real fire truck. I mean, yeah. it, we were purchasing a ladder truck at the same time, and I'm in designing color schemes. Yeah. and all that. I wanted to make him white like our other right. um, fire trucks here in Stillwater. So we, we wanted to make him white and make him just like it, but he looked a lot like Andy the Ambulance. So oh. we, wanted to, we wanted to stay away from that. So we yeah. made it. Gosh, we wouldn't want that. <laughs> Don't confuse a fire truck and an ambulance, Sherry. Okay. <laughs> right. so, so why are our fire trucks white and not red? I've asked that question for 28 years, and I've got several different answers. Okay. Um, one of them is I was told a long time ago we had a chief that says, 
I don't want anything red in this town due to the school south of here. Uh, and that's just one of the reasons. Dang that um, school to the south. So that's that's the one I've heard the most. And then there's another one that was um, a cheaper paint job. We could get a better uh, truck at a better price. So I'm... Um, because I really think this is one of the few places I've been where there's a white fire white, truck. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I, I don't have a for sure answer on that. I've just, those are the two rumors that I've uh, heard. So well, we can always speculate that at nighttime you can see it coming. Yeah. But I think it's probably because of uh, the school down south. Proximity. <laughs> yeah, that uh -huh. one made the most sense. Uh -huh. <laughs> that does make the most sense. So would you paint them orange? I think there's going to be possibly some orange on the next truck, but I'm not for sure. Oh, a little preview there. Yeah, stay tuned. Mm. Uh, but you wouldn't want to go completely orange because then it would look like it was a uh, property of OSU right. and not a uh, city a, public right. service yeah. fire. Mm -hmm. But a little bit of orange on the white would probably look pretty cool. Yeah, or maybe a pistol peat or something. Oh, something small. There I, don't, you go. I don't know what the plans are. but Okay, who gets to make that decision? I think that's probably up to Paula and, the, and Jory. <laughs> and, oh, and, that's yeah. to make the decision. <laughs> it's going to be Tennessee orange. There you go. I All know right. it's way above the fire. Marshall's job. Okay. <laughs> and you're happy to say that, yes. aren't you? <laughs> yes. All right. Was there anything we didn't talk about that you really wanted to talk about? Um, anything more on education or? Uh, uh, I'll just throw some numbers out. I'll try sure. not to bore you with a whole lot of st I love statistics. The numbers. Go for but, it. Um, on average, in the U.S., every year, there's 358,000 house fires. That is a so lot. So we take, we take um, a lot of passion in trying to prevent these fires. Um, there is seven deaths per day due to house fires really? in the U.S. Yes. So I don't think that those numbers get out there enough. I don't think people realize how, how important it is for fire safety. Um, we go into commercial occupancies, and we have a list of things we can do to prevent fires. But, of course, we don't go into people's homes to do this. Right. So if they would take the stuff that we've learned in commercial occupancies and instill them in their homes, I think it would be, it would be great. I mean, as simple as having your address clearly marked mm -hmm. to make the firemen or the ambulance or the police able to get there quicker. I mean, every second counts, of course. And working smoke detectors, extinguishers, not just having extinguishers, but actually knowing where they're at in the house. I ask a lot of people if they have them. They say yes. I say, where is it? Oh, they don't know where it is. So. I have one, but I've never used it. So I'm it not. It might be expired, Sherry. It probably is, but I would need to read the instructions while I'm getting ready to use it because I do like to read instructions. It'd be like, <laughs> okay, I need a diagram. Where are they? So, yeah, the house would be gone. Well, that's that's good because I was going to um, address that, too, because we remember it by pass, P-A-S-S. Uh -huh. Okay. It's um, pull the pin, you aim, you squeeze, and then you sweep. Oh. So it's an easy way to remember how to operate an extinguisher. That's what I need to go put that on. It. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get you some of those black sticky letters like on mailboxes and uh -huh. stuff and just up the side of it, P-A-S-S. -S. And then be like, pass. Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, and also um, extension cord use. Um, we allow in commercial occupancies, extension cord use is for temporary use only. Um, we have a lot of fires. Um, I think I've been to three fires within one week back when I was a lieutenant uh -huh. where um, 
it was caused by extension cords. So we do not recommend that unless it's temporary use. And I've already was looking when I came in here, but it looks pretty good. Oh my gosh, you, I'm telling you, we live and die by extension cords in this uh, broadcast room. I'm just counting. I'm not even, I mean, I can't even see all of the outlets, but I think we're in violation of something. <laughs> well, you can use power strips for um, sensitive electronics. So okay. I think we're good there. I'm glad you mentioned about the house fires because we're coming up on colder weather and you've got all of the heating equipment that folks try and use and get by with yeah. through the winter months. Do you want to hit on any of that right quickly? Absolutely. Um, number one, we're looking at um, Christmas time coming right around the corner. And if you do have a live tree, make sure it has water. It is amazing, a dry tree, how fast it'll go up in unattainable conditions. Um, also, on your space heaters, make sure that they're UL listed and make sure they have tip over protection. So if it does tip over, it'll shut off. Um, also, make sure that there's not children or pets running around them. And you have three feet of clearance around your um, your heaters. Um, just following these safety tips right there would eliminate a lot of house fires. Wow. And if you have a kerosene heater, make sure there's some ventilation Absolutely. in your house and please don't leave the heaters on when the house is not occupied. Absolutely. Great point. Just like candles. Yep. Yeah, candles is a big fire hazard, mm -hmm. especially yeah. during this season. Yeah, it is. I have this battle at home with my wife, and she, like <laughs> she loves Ooh, candles, but I'm tell like, us no, more. <laughs> no, no, there, <laughs> there is no candles burning at my house right now. But that you know of. <laughs> that I know of. Awesome. Well, what I think we should do is just kind of bring you back each season so you can walk us through some tips and uh, help educate the public on uh, these really important things that they need to know. That would be great. I'd appreciate that. All right. Uh, we're going to get you scheduled. Tommy? She's on it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today. Um, I personally think the Freddy the Fire Truck is the cutest thing. It is. Yeah. yeah. All of the adults, when they showed the video, all uh -huh. of the adults were ooing and awing awesome. and giggling yeah. almost. Yeah. So, yeah. Fun stuff. Well, so now everybody needs to get on the city website or YouTube to and you pull yeah. up the city council meeting from... Well, then just go watch the YouTube video. Go, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go watch well, the YouTube I've, video. We'll put a link in the description. Perfect. Then everybody can meet Freddie. All right. Thank you all very much for having me. All right. Glad you. you were here. Mm -hmm. <laughs>Oh, let's go to the mailbox. Let's go. All right. We receive questions from a lot of different places, including social media, phone calls, and even email. So our first question today is from Mark on Facebook. He asks, is there a schedule for the street sweeper? I would love to have my vehicle off the street the next time he came through. And that is a great question, and thank you for wanting to have your vehicle off the street because I we need them off the streets. Right. That's why we actually do have a schedule. Yes, we do. Uh, it is located on the street sweeping map and schedule resource that's on the city's website, stillwater.org. Just uh, keyword search street sweeper. That's right. Keyword search street sweeper, and that map and the schedule will pop up. But there's a couple of other ways that folks can help, too. 
Not only remove your vehicle, trash and recycling carts, basketball hoops, and other obstructions from the street, because a lot of folks play basketball Mm -hmm. out in the street, but keep the tree branches and bushes trimmed back so that the sweepers can sweep up to the curb line. That's Mm -hmm. real important instead of it overhanging. And avoid blowing grass clippings or or disposing yard waste leaves and branches into the street for a street sweeper to pick up. Now, they only do streets that have curbs. The streets with curbs are swept first, those without curbs as necessary. So it's not guaranteed that your street will get swept if it does not have a curb. But if they're necessary, then mm-hmm. I'm sure you can call in. and Yeah, you can call in. But the map only shows the streets with the curbs. With the curbs. Yeah. All right. So, yes, uh, I think if people could do that, they'd be surprised at how much uh, debris those street sweepers pick up. Yes, they do. And oh. it goes great in keeping us compliant with Oklahoma Department of Environmental Quality. Awesome. Well, let's go to question number two. Okay. Uh, Somebody was asking about the uh, small business grant they heard about on council on Monday night, uh, October 20th. 19th. October 19th. 19th. So there was a a small business grant. What what were they hearing? So the city council... um, in working with the Chamber of Commerce, who we contract with to do our economic development work for the city, um, they approved a small business assistance program that can grant up to $5,000 for small businesses located here in Stillwater that have been impacted negatively from the pandemic. Yeah. So there's some paperwork to fill out. Everything is being submitted to the Chamber of Commerce, not to City Hall, because the Chamber is taking the paperwork and they're going through it and they're evaluating, making sure that all of the criteria are met that's needed. And then they're submitting it to the city for us to issue um, some financial assistance that for. That is so needed. Yeah, uh, it really is. We've had a number of businesses close. Right. Um, a number of businesses have had to lay off their employees or cut down the services that they mm-hmm. provided. There's been an enormous financial impact to the businesses, which in turn mm-hmm. impacts the workers mm-hmm. and the city because Oklahoma is a sales tax state, and that's how we get our money to operate general government. And the state and federal funding is depleted. The the CARES Act funds, Mm -hmm. um, that has been uh, run through the state of Oklahoma, and we were apportioned out some, Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's no longer available. Uh, mm-hmm. My understanding is. So this is a great opportunity. The funds are limited. Right. And we've had a large number of folks who have already put in their their request for mm-hmm. the this assistance. So if you're one of those businesses out there and the funds may not be available when you are made aware of this, yeah. um, please hang on. We may be coming back mm-hmm. and funding some more. If you know a business that could benefit from these funds, please share this information. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for being my co-host today. Glad to be here. Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater. If you like this episode, help us out and give us a like or share us with your friends. Stay tuned for our next podcast. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. 
FYI, Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.